Alice in Wonderland. Hey everyone, it's Jonathan, and welcome back to Every Version Ever. Today we're continuing our series with Nikki from Trivial Theater, talking about some of the worst animated versions of Alice in Wonderland. This second one, like our first episode, is another cheaply animated web cartoon. At least I think it's a web cartoon. It has all the animation stylings of a web cartoon, including amateurish flash animation, bizarre royalty-free music choices, and weird plot points that are definitely not from the book. However, it is nearly an hour long, and it was made by a semi-well-known animation company. Not like Disney-level well-known company, but it's a company that's semi-well-known in the online community that likes to watch terrible films for fun, if that tells you anything. Anyway, this could be a direct-to-video version, or could have been made for something like YouTube, but either way, it's definitely not worth watching. Unless you're a glutton for punishment, like apparently me and Nikki were. Okay, I guess we can move on to the other one that Jenna recommended. It's from a studio called Video Brinquedo, which apparently is a Brazilian animation studio. And I did not know at the time until I looked up the studio. They are the studio behind a bunch of now famous Disney ripoffs, including, well, not just Disney, DreamWorks as well, including Little Panda Fighter. Which oh, is my God. Which, which is I've the Kung Fu Panda these. ripoff. <laughs> and Ratatouille, <laughs> oh which is the Ratatouille so... ripoff. Oh, that one, that one is, they, um, I have a, I know someone that did, um, like you did his best of um, the Not Disney collection and the Not DreamWorks collection. And Ratatouille and um, Little Panda Fighter and there's about six or seven others. And the quality is just I think the quality on this one might actually be better than most of them. That's what I was going to say. I have not subjected myself to either of those so far. I have. <laughs> but from what I've seen in clips, this, as as cheap as it was, still looked better than those. I think, you know, you talk about pulling from Disney. There was like... Tweedledee and Tweedledum. I think they pulled from the live action Alice. I was going to say that too. They look like Burton ripoffs. Yeah, there was a couple totally. of things that looked like Burton ripoffs, but they were the first one that I noticed. Oh yeah, well the Mad Hatter, <laughs> Tweedledee and Tweedledum. Yeah, yeah. Um, I guess that was. Oh yeah, I think that was really the the two main ones were those. Those are the two so. that jumped out to me the most. And then also yeah. they they talked about the unbirthday. That's not. I think as far as I know. It's been a while since I read the book. I think that's just Disney. I think that was only Disney because that's never come up in any other version. The unbirthday. They didn't actually sing the song, but just talking about unbirthdays, I don't think that's from the book. I think they stole that from Disney. <laughs> <laughs> Entirely possible. And you know, that's the thing. Like this one, I, I don't know if this one or the other one or uh, the matter with Hatter like kind of stray more from the actual Disney story, but the amount of strayage between these two, it's so like stuff just kind of happens. Yeah. They just made up random yeah. plot points. Yeah. I guess we could talk about how it opened the music. Oh God. The what was soundtrack? with the music? <laughs> <laughs> I was going to ask you what you thought of the country music soundtrack, but uh, Wow. That was incredibly <laughs> random and terrible. <laughs> it certainly sets this one apart from others, though. 
Oh yeah, there's no doubt about that. I, I don't it, know it is, why they went with country music of yeah. all genres. And it feels so out of place. Like there's no, they, they didn't, it's like they didn't give any thought. They just, you know, closed their eyes and picked a track at random. I, I imagine they must have just been trying to find some sort of royalty free music that they could use. Oh, I'm sure. I can't but imagine you know. that this was a choice that they made on purpose. <laughs> Well, you know, when you when you put so much into your, you know, Disney slash DreamWorks ripoff, music <laughs> is, you know, top of your charts as far as what you're going to worry about. Ugh. <laughs> Another really weird thing was when the narrator's talking at the very beginning, he's making like a big deal about how long ago this story happened. But then Alice starts talking. She's like, this book is a drag. And then she's like, what a drag later. And saying things like, this totally stinks. <laughs> yeah, there's a ton of fourth wall breaks. And I I, I don't know why. It's like, from, a, from the perspective of the audience, the way this is set up, it feels like the most kiddish of, of the ones that we've looked at. Uh-huh. Um, but like the fourth wall breaks and some of the puns, it's just... I'm trying I couldn't to figure, figure out, out what they were for. going for. Yeah, 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 exactly. Like, it felt like in the right hands with a, some script rewrites, there could have been something here. Like, this could have been like an Alice spoof. Yeah. Especially with all the fourth wall breaking. Absolutely. But I, it didn't come off as clever enough, I guess. Uh, I don't know. It just... There was something about it, even though I wanted to like the fourth wall breaks, I didn't. Mm. Agreed. Did you enjoy the um, the when the narrator describes her um, youthful girlish curiosity as what made her jump down the rabbit hole? I don't know what they were going for with that scene, especially with the way she was acting. Oh my god! And then she's in like a bubble, and she wants to go faster, so she busts the bubble. It, I, I don't, <laughs> I. I yeah, I don't know. There's so many scenes in here that was just so confusing. Like, what are they doing? Yeah, I I agree that there's I um and she asks she she both complains a ton and I understand that they they're going for a little bit more exposition from her like her talking to herself, mm-hmm. but she balances out like she complains a ton, and then she asks herself a lot of like rhetorical questions and part of me is like you know you don't have to worry about you know talking to yourself if you answer yourself and she was doing both (laughs) what did you think of the cheshire cat it was slightly less creepy than another one that we're going to come to but it was still not creepy in a good way what about his voice what what i want to know what they were going for because this it reminded me of another one we're going to talk about it sounded like he was just trying to be like this hip, cool, like cool cat or something. Oh, totally. That's that's totally what they were going for. There's, but it was, oh, it was such a strange. It, it was not the voice I would have expected. Whoever they cast as the voice actor for that one, I don't know what he was trying to go for, but it definitely didn't come off the way I think they were probably trying to make it go mm. for. Yeah. Like the whole thing just, I don't know. It just, it was weird. I don't know. And just the long bits of talking. And again, you wonder who this was made for because there was yeah. just, there was just long bits of just 
talking and it didn't move anything. Mm-hmm. And especially if you're talking kids, even in the early, because I think, what was this, 20? I'm actually not sure what the year on this one is, but it's the 20 somethings in the 2010s at some point. You're not going to hold a kid's attention if you're doing that much back and forth without something going on. Everything was so simple. And you can have mm-hmm. a very simple background, very simple characters. Because Alice herself was, yeah, had a fair amount going on, despite the terrible animation. But... You got to have something to make up for that. You know, if you're going to have simple backgrounds, you have to play well with them and make them work. And the things they were pulling, it just it didn't make sense. There wasn't a lot to it that 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 drew you in, Mm -hmm. which is why we're discussing it, obviously. But still, (laughs) (laughs) well, let's talk about something else that doesn't really make sense. Let's talk about all the changes they made to the story. Oh, my God. Particularly with the queen having like security cameras around wonderland for some reason spying on people trying to figure out who's a foreigner and sending out guards to capture foreigners oh yeah and now is that supposed to be like were they going for some kind of a message with this one i don't know it felt like they were they were trying to cover some there was some quote-unquote greater message to this one it felt like and i don't know like I, you do have a little bit of social commentary with some of these other, like the little panda fighter. There is commentary and such, but this was so bu- above what you th- would think their target audience would be, as far as like like a message. Maybe. I don't know. I it, didn't it was... get anything like that out of it. No, agree. <laughs> I just thought it was weird. Yeah. No, I agree. Oh, I had to laugh at the um the uh, tea party conversation. It was so like weirdly deeply philosophical. Like they started going back and forth and all I could think was the second Matrix movie where like they get into these deep philosophical discussions that ultimately don't lead anywhere. <laughs> the tea party scene was weird. That was another one where the the right characters did not show up. For some reason it was the white rabbit and it's revealed that he w- he was running away from Alice cuz he just didn't hear her. <laughs> okay. <laughs> And that's that's where you meet the Hatter who looks Burton-inspired, but he also looks kind of vampiric. Oh, yeah. Very much so. Well, and he had the two different colored eyes and that whole bit. Um, did you find that the animation reminded you of Foster's, like, if you've ever seen Foster's Home for Imaginary Friends? I have, but it's been years, so I don't remember it too much. Like, especially the playing card guards reminded me just a ton of them, and I... I like just some of the, I think it was just some of the way it was drawn. And I don't know if that was um, intentional or whether that was just, they were going for a really simple, cheap animation style. I have a feeling it was because it was cheap. <laughs> <laughs> like there were so many things in here that were cheap. Like the way the cat sat, like you could tell that they had the pieces of the body. Like you could only move them in certain ways and to get the cat to sit down his legs had to be bent in unnatural positions. <laughs> he, he, was, he was almost sitting cross-legged more than he was anything else. Yeah, kind of. And it changed halfway through. Like the first half when you saw him, he was sitting kind of funky. And then later his legs were just out in front of him like he was sitting like with his legs straight out. Yeah, it was, it was weird. Yes, that it was. What did you think of the frog prince segment? <laughs> That's what I was just going to mention. <laughs> <laughs> um, that was the one where 
that was like the main place where all the fourth wall breaking was happening. And I was like, what is, what are they going for here? Because it felt so off. Like none of this is supposed to, like at first I thought the frog was supposed to be the frog footman because there's mm-hmm. a frog in the story, but he wasn't wearing the clothes that the frog footman is supposed to wear. And then he starts breaking the fourth wall. And then you find out he's the frog prince from a different fairy tale. And then he's talking about trying to get other fairy tale creatures to kiss him. And he wants a kiss from Alice. And it was just so weird. Well, and I wonder if maybe that's, you know how sometimes like John Ratzenberger makes um, an appearance in every single Pixar movie. Maybe they were trying to do something like that. Like maybe he's a reoccurring character across all of their movies. Oh, I don't know. I, I, I can't. I don't really want to watch any others to find no, out. <laughs> I don't blame you. And I'm trying to think. I don't remember seeing him in Ratatouille or uh, Little Panda Fighter. So my thought is no. But that random of a thing. There's got to be some. And I say this, putting intention where there may not be any. Yeah. But th- I would think there's got to be some reason to animate all that stuff with the frog. Maybe. Or maybe it was just filler. Maybe they're trying to reach a certain minute length and they threw in this random frog because they thought it was funny. Yeah, yeah. Well, that's like um, they run across, there's a bunch of ice cream flowers. Oh, and... that too. That's... <laughs> there, there are things in the original story that she eats to shrink and grow. Why not have the actual things from the story? Instead, it's vanilla ice cream flowers and candy drop flowers. Right. And it's weird because like the the ice cream flowers make her shrink. But then she does. She has this one off line about how, oh, my sister always said that ice cream is supposed to make you gain weight. (laughs) 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 Oh, my God. And then, yeah, the, the gumdrop flowers make her grow and they keep telling her that she needs to like she she fills up her pockets with these gumdrop flowers yeah. and it's never brought up again I, I expected that to be at the end because in the story at the end she grows enormous before her she wakes up and i thought that that's what they were going to end up doing like that's she's taking the candy drop flowers for later because she's going to eat one and grow during the courtroom scene and then that didn't happen <laughs> <laughs> it's like okay so why did she take extra <laughs> Well, you never know when you need a good gumdrop flower that'll make you grow. I guess so. <laughs> uh, did you notice, too, like with the animation, the way that she drank stuff? Like, it didn't even hit her lips. It was just like, you know, a quickly raised bottle to lips and then back down quickly. Mm-hmm. With a kind of gulp sound effect. Yeah, just the very cheapest. <laughs> so then at the end, she does end up getting captured. And then she's dragged to the queen who calls for the prime minister, who is the Cheshire cat, apparently. (laughs) None of this is in the book. I've never seen any other story do anything like this. This is all stuff they have to be making up themselves. And I I wonder, too, generally when this came out, because if it came out close to when, with with a lot of these, um, they'll not necessarily have the, the plot of the story. But they'll kind of take it and go in their own direction. So Little Panda Fighter came out to, to be able to come out the same time as um, Kung Fu Panda. They they saw the trailer. They saw, okay, we've got a panda that can do Kung Fu. And then they kind of took it and went in their own direction with it. Mm-hmm. I wonder if that was the case with this. Like they saw um, the live action Alice in Wonderland movie. 
and took what they saw from that. So they saw the Mad Hatter, they saw uh, Tweedledee and Tweedledum, and they just kind of did their own take on it. And they made it their it own? could be. Like, if it did come out in the early 2010s, maybe that's why. Maybe they were just trying to copy Burton's version. I that would know. be my that would be generally my guess, but without knowing exactly what year it came out, it's hard to say. But that's that's how they rush out prints so quickly, and that's how it comes out like at the same time. Mm-hmm. Yeah, who knows? Because they did it with like cars, and they did it with um, what else did they do? Brave. They did it with all kinds of stuff. So I wouldn't. And they did it with Frozen too. I think. I, so I know I've seen covers for some of those. I've never like looked into how how well they did in, oh, they in ripping don't. them off. But there, there's even some where they'll repackage like other movies. So they'll take like a 2D animated movie that takes place in the snow and might involve a princess and pop a you know like Frozen hero or Frozen whatever and and go that route. So with a very similar font and everything. So I, I wouldn't be surprised. There should be laws against this. If I were a <laughs> child, I would be so upset. If, if oh, I yeah. thought I was getting something like Frozen and I ended up with some horribly animated abomination. <laughs> <laughs> no, agreed. But that's the thing. It's it's like if it's like over 50% your own, you know, and as long as there's enough, it's like logos. As long as there's, I think it's like 30 or 40% different. You know, and it can be small things, mm-hmm. like it with a cover art type of stuff. I mean, it's up to the consumer to see. Oh, well, this isn't clearly what what it what I thought it was. So yeah, it's it doesn't have to be that far off. And if no mm-hmm. one sues, then you can go ahead and do your thing. Just that certainly seems, brought down the mood of this wrong. one, didn't it? <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, I guess we could just skip to the end because the end was just as weird and abrupt as everything else. Oh yeah with all of these it's amazing like how how you talk about abruptness all of them followed that Mm. same abrupt like they were all abrupt (laughs) yeah yeah i mean technically the original story is sort of abrupt too but these were just abrupt abrupt yeah it goes from everything to nothing in like no time flat yeah there's like usually hardly any transitions for most of these yeah and i suppose like if she's waking up out of a you know quote-unquote dream you know it's going to be quick but the way they went about it just there was (laughs) i hate to say there were loose ends but there were there were loose ends that were never taken care of and then all of a sudden oh i'm awake yeah that's probably one of those things that they just don't care about as long as somebody's grandmother thinks it's the real thing and buys it for the kid (laughs) exactly and by that point you know how many people are still watching at that moment in time who knows i i feel like when I was a kid, I would just watch things through. I feel like, I don't know that I would have even stuck through this, something like this as a kid. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, she apparently insults the queen. She's going to be beheaded for that. And then the camera like zooms into her face. She's like, this can't be happening to me. And I think she repeats that more than once. And then she wakes up and then that's the end. But the Cheshire cat is in a tree. Yep. <laughs> and, and And the queen is just... Like the design on the queen is, I, I don't even know how to describe it. It's so weird. It, yeah. It's like they took the king and queen and kind of merged them into one character. That There's not enough features to be one way or the other. Yeah, you're kind of right. 
It's not ugly yeah. animation on anything. Like Cheshire Cat looks okay. And I guess Alice looks okay. But by and large, just the animation, it's just, mm-hmm. there's not enough for it to be, for me to say, oh God, what is that? But it's not enough to say, oh, it's really pretty. It's just, I don't know. Like it's not one that will stick with yeah. me in, in any way. <laughs> no, and I watched all of these today. Like I ruined my entire day watching all of oh, these totally. in one day. <laughs> and my brain is already erasing things. <laughs> it's like get this out of here. <laughs> well, I did the same thing. So, but I, I think you almost when you're in that when you're in that place, I think you almost have to watch them back to back. Yeah, I just I kept putting it off because I've got another podcast that I'm trying to catch up on a whole bunch of stuff for. Mm. And this one I kept putting off and then I ended up having to cram in the final day. So <laughs> I did it to myself, but I mean, I guess I get all the pain over with yeah. in one day instead of spreading it out. Well, I, I'm glad that you uh, chose to share that pain with me. So <laughs> <laughs> well, I feel like you're one of the people who would mind the least. <laughs> oh yeah. Well, you know, I, I, Considering what I what I do on a normal basis, I I, I can understand and appreciate that. So, uh. everything seemed to have been just a dream, or could it really have happened? <laughs> Thank you to Nikki for joining me for this episode. She'll be back next week to talk about another terrible cartoon. But in the meantime, if you want more from her, I'll have her links in the description below. Now before we go, I feel like I should mention that I just realized while finalizing this episode that the weird country music number that we were talking about may not have actually been from a royalty-free music library. I can't say that for sure, but I watched the end credits, which I had not done when I originally watched this before we recorded, and the same music was used, but it had lyrics. Kind of insipid, poorly written lyrics, but lyrics that actually had to do with Wonderland. So I guess I don't know if they used a royalty-free song and then wrote lyrics to go over top of it, or if they actually intentionally composed a full-on weird country music number to be used in the film. But either way, I just thought it was worth mentioning. And depending on how strict the copyright bots are with it, I might have it playing now for you to listen to. Anyway, next time we're going to be watching a direct-to-video film that I already watched and reviewed on my own years ago. What's the matter with Hatter? For some reason... Honestly, if you told me back then that I was going to be willingly watching this thing again, I don't think I would have believed you. (laughs) Anyway, that'll be next time, so we'll see you next week for an even worse episode of every version ever. Thanks for listening.